If you've been listening to Cold Weather Bats over the last two seasons, then you know about Prospect Center. If you're a baseball player trying to get better, this is the spot for you. Located in Clinton Township off of Hall Road, Prospect Center is a training facility specific to baseball that is available to all levels of ball players and teams. Their mission is to help develop baseball players into not only great teammates, but great players, along with preparing them to be ready for whichever level they are striving to get to, whether that's high school baseball, college baseball, and even the pros. Owners Nick Capaferi and Mike Rice are former summer ball teammates and former college baseball players, and they've developed a program based on your needs and their past experiences. Mike the director of baseball operations, is the current head coach at Cardinal Mooney High School. They're currently on a run of back-to-back regional championships with one state finals appearance in 2021. On top of that, Mike Rice also coaches in the USPBL, a professional baseball organization in Utica, Michigan that plays at Jimmy John's Field. Prospect Center's sole goal is to help their Detroit Prospects travel program get to the next level. They have a ton of relationships with college programs and a very high success rate of getting those players into college programs. If you have any questions, or needs regarding Prospect Center, shoot Mike Rice a DM on Twitter at MikeRice02. Again, that is Prospect Center in Clinton Township. Welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of Cold Weather Bats. Brandon and I figured we'd simultaneously scream welcome at the microphone this time. Uh, there was a nice new surprise. We've done 50 episodes. This is number 51, so we wanted to try something new. Anyways, welcome into a brand new episode of Cold Weather Bets. It is Tuesday, May 16th. We are barreling down league play into state final or state districts and league finals and whatnot. And the Catholic League is taking over Comerica Park this weekend and, and this, that, and the other thing. It's a great time for baseball in the state of Michigan. I'm Brian Sikowski. He's Brandon Justice. Thank you for joining us as always. Uh, real quick, we're going to do some housekeeping. Please remember to follow us on social media. That's at Cold Weather Bats, both on Twitter and Instagram. And please remember to like, rate, review the show on whatever podcast platform you are obtaining this uh, audio recording. Uh, That's helpful to us, and we appreciate it. Uh, Anyways, we're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Just know, like, Brandon and I segment. we got a great interview for you. We talked to Bay City Western sophomore star Luke LaCourse. Uh, Bay City Western is 25-0, and and Luke is one of the more talented sophomores in the state. So great interview with him. Really, really mature, down-to-earth, humble kid, uh, speaks well, he's eloquent. You'll enjoy the interview. Uh, great for everybody. And then, of course, we have a brand-new Super 25 this week. We're going to talk about the brand-new Goose Poop computer rankings, per usual. And then we're going to wrap it up and be out of here in 45 or 50 minutes instead of over an hour or whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's enough of uh, me bogarting the first five minutes of the intro. Brandon, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, just... Loving the weather. It's been really nice lately, which is refreshing. We are, I feel like we've said this, or I've said this at least past couple episodes, but, you know, closer to districts. It's at the point now where it's like a blink of an eye away. I think we're next week is the pre-district, next Friday, so May 26th is the pre-district. Riverview Play Summit in our district, um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other games going on around the state that day. And then that following Saturday, uh, we play and on uh, on June 2nd. So it's about that time. It's bittersweet every year when we get to this point because you're like, all right, playoffs is about to be super fun, but you're about to watch a lot of teams season end and you're about to see a lot of seniors who we've been able to enjoy their play for whether it be two, three, or the last uh, four seasons, having to watch their season end uh, is never fun. Um, so it's bittersweet, but you know, it's also the most fun time of the year in terms of just enjoyment and entertainment. I mean, I continuously go back to that Orchard Lake versus Gross Point North game last year, that state final, and just how fun that game was. I mean, I, th- I think that should be in the uh, Hall of Fame of Michigan baseball games as far as Michigan State titles. I mean, I, I haven't watched all of them, but I've watched quite a few, and that's one of, if not the best, I've seen. So, And there have been some good ones this year as well. But uh, as we know, D1, as wide open as it's been in a while. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to the Super 25, but we have another new number one this week. Northville lost, so and the team behind them went undefeated. And coincidentally, or not a coincidence at all, but I, I tr- trust me, it was a coincidence. Our interview guest this week is the uh, one of the, the pitchers for our new number one team, and that's Bay City Western. So I, I'm not bearing the lead too much. I mean, I mean people are going to – it's not like you – 
listen to the show with bated breath waiting for us to say who number one is because we release it on social media before you even listen anyways. So, you know, like, let's not pretend like I just killed the magic or anything. Um, Brandon, I, anything before we jump into the interview with Luke? Uh, no, go devs. That's all I got. Go devs. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take you right into our interview right now with Bay City Western 2025 star Luke LaCourse. This interview and all Cold Weather Bats interviews are brought to you by our friends at Hack and Home Care, your home for your personal home care needs. Welcome into the interview portion of this week's episode of Cold Weather Bats. This week we're joined by 2025 right-handed pitcher Luke LaCourse from Bay City Western High School. Not to bury the lead too much, Bay City Western, our new number one this week. They're undefeated. They're 25-0. and 0. Luke's been a big part of that. Uh, obviously, we needed to get some Bay City love on the show, so who better to do it than that? Luke, welcome to the show, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, hoping to have a good time here. Absolutely. Uh, we're nothing but a good time, man. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, real quick, just off the top, man, Bay City Western 25-0. and 0. You guys are unbeaten. You are the yeah. number one this week. Uh, obviously, Bay City Western, well-beloved in state history as far as a very good baseball team. You won back-to-back state championships not all that long ago. Um, you know, it take us through the season so far, man. Like, you guys are beating good teams. You're beating the teams you're supposed to beat. You're playing together. You're getting contributions from everybody. How's it been? It, it, it's it's all you could ask for to be honest it's been great uh, I feel like we just we just come together well as a team obviously the last two seasons I believe we haven't been to the standards of Bay City Western baseball and I feel like this year we just the senior class especially we took a huge we took a huge step forward in like in everything every aspect of the game our leadership uh, everyone wanted to be there Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been great. And uh, I mean, let's hope it keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so being, I mean, you mentioned the standards of Bay city, Western baseball. Can you kind of dive into what that means and what the history of basically Western baseball is? Yeah. Uh, it's, I believe it was 2013, 2014, one of the years of the back to back, but even the years after that and the years prior, it was, it's, it's top level baseball. It's 30 win seasons is the goal. It was the goal. And then COVID ended up hitting and then it went went through a little rough patch. But but yeah, I mean, obviously before the season, Coach Coach McDonald, our, our head coach, he always talks about the old teams and trying to bring that standard of baseball back. So obviously all of us, we are like inspired by it to try and work to be as good as they were. What is uh Take me through some of the particulars of those standards. Like, what is the team baseball that you guys want to play? What are the things that you want to do well that you really focus on in practice? Uh, we love small ball. Obviously, we're not. They're not a bunch of big names on our team. We all. We all have to. We have to scrap runs. That's what I like to say. Uh, we bunt. We bunt and we bunt. So uh, get the bunt down. We steal any pitch in the dirt. We're going. We constantly working on it. And uh, obviously, in those teams back in the day, they they were some of the best at it. So that's our goal is to match them, and uh, it's working so far. So it's been, it's been good. Tell us a little bit about the area you guys play in, and and just the league you guys play in, and what some of your biggest games are. Uh, is there anything left on the calendar between now? I, I know districts. Everyone's thinking about districts, right? But you guys are obviously uh, – you guys have got some big bullseye on your on your back with the undefeated season that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second. But as far as the teams in your area that you guys look forward to every year and you circle on your calendar and what those matchups have looked like this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe like Bay City, like the, the whole Tri-City area in general is great baseball. Uh, you don't see many bigger names, bigger kids coming out, but – it's 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 hard baseball. Uh, obviously, Midland, both Midland Dow and Midland High, those are big circles on our schedules every year. Uh, we do get to play John Glenn every year, our crosstown rival. Them and Central, we play them in the SVL. But uh, it's fun playing Glenn in the county tournament. It's fun playing Central. I mean, and uh, it's just, I mean, it's good baseball, obviously. Uh you always got to bring your A game every single game, especially in the Saginaw Valley League, which is our 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 league. But uh, yeah, it's been it's good baseball, obviously. Um, 
speaking of the Midland teams, those are the those are probably the two biggest games of the year, especially them. And then uh, this year it was uh, Flint Powers. Flint Powers is a really good team. Uh, we just recently swept them uh, last Thursday, I believe, and it's it's legit. We were watching. We were watching closely that, that <laughs> doubleheader against Flint Powers because that was their ranked. You're ranked. Obviously, yep. you were ranked ahead of them, but they were a ranked team. They were going to throw their two aces at you, and they have two aces. So, like that was going to be a big matchup, and, and it was. Like talk about talk about those games. You won both, but they were very close games. Yeah, and and that goes back to our our small ball. I feel like we were able to scratch across some of those runs. Obviously, Garmin and Sturgis both both legit guys. I mean, and, and that's the thing about our team that I love is we're not afraid of, we're not afraid of the, the, the star player. Uh, we, I don't know. We take it as fuel almost like we want to get run get him out of the game as early as possible. I feel like we do better in those games than in any other games. So uh, yeah, it was a great game. I mean, I think it was two Oh, the first game, uh, our star, our, our starter, Ben Cohaney go SPSU. Mm-hmm. Absolute stud. <laughs> Absolute stud. He, he get two hits, I believe. Mm. Uh, like seven strikeouts. He, he threw phenomenal. He threw phenomenal. And that helped us. That gave us energy for the game two. And then we ended up putting six runs on. It was great. It was a great game. So I guess for you guys, like as far as being undefeated, what kind of pressure? I mean, we're in the middle of May. You guys are realistically at a point now where – going undefeated throughout an entire regular season is it's feasible. Not that it ever wasn't for you guys, but now it's probably starting to look very real. And what kind of pressure comes along with that? And, you know, how do you guys stay grounded? Yeah. uh, Obviously you can look at it and you can, you can feel pressure like, wow, we really got to win this game. But me personally, I, I want us to lose pretty soon. (laughs) I, I want us to get, I want us to get knocked off so we can learn how to come back from it and learn how to like, improve more i feel like losing is the best thing for you but i mean if if we win we win it's a very wise answer (laughs) tell tell us about tell us about luke as a player who who are you what do you do and and how do you do it so i I do pitch as my main position but uh, i also play short and i'll play some third i'll hit middle of the lineup but uh as a pitcher i like my fastball I'm a fastball, fastball slider. I had the curveball and the changeup, but I'm mostly fastball slider, curveball. Changeup's a little work in progress. Uh, I like to work fast. I like to move, get get the ball, get some, get the energy flowing, get the momentum going. And uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to throw it in the zone. Tell us about yourself as a as a positional guy too. Like you're a two way player. You talk about I, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just like asking about you throughout the course of the state like from as my job within perfect game right Mm -hmm. base like the people i've heard say he's a real dude on the mound like if we're talking looking down the road he's probably a pitcher long term but he's pretty pretty damn good defensively and with the bat too so is that something you're you want to do like in college play both ways um i'm really not sure yet uh as a defender i i i I don't like to boost my own confidence, but I'd say I'm a, a solid, a solid guy in the field. But uh, hitting wise, I can be a little streaky. Uh, I was in a slump a little bit towards the middle of the year, but I'm hopefully finally starting to come out of the shell right now. I had a, a good game against Powers, and then recently I've just been working on my swing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I can look down the road. But as of right now, I'm really not sure. Talk about uh, you just talked about a slump. Every player goes through them, whether you're a pitcher and you struggle for a couple outings in a row or you're a hitter and you have a few bad games in a row. Everybody goes through them. Everybody has different ways of dealing with them. Some are healthy, some are not. But what are what's your way of, of handling a slump? I just can't get down on myself too much. I mean, obviously, sometimes you'll get out and it's the you got to tip your cap to the pitcher. Like he, he executed well, but other times, obviously, you beat yourself. And those sometimes can get to your head, but you just got to do your best to flush them out and know that soon, soon you'll figure out what what's going on and you'll you'll hit again. <laughs> <laughs> In a perfect world. In a perfect world. Yep. <laughs> it's all easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's my question. I, Brandon and I take turns. Sorry about the awkward silence. Oh, but, uh... My bad. My bad. I lost train, I lost train of thought on time. Brandon's there. thinking about the devs over there. Bad okay. radio. We'll get, we'll get to the oh, devs update not, later. Don't worry, Brandon. Not um, <laughs> 
All right, Luke, what is your what does your district lineup look like? Who are you guys going to see? What does it stack up like the path potentially into the state championship game? Like what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so we we drew a little unlucky this year. Uh, we had, do have to play a pre-district game, so we'll play the Tuesday and then we'll play the weekend if we win that Tuesday game. But that Tuesday game, we did get – we drew Midland High, and they have a really good buddy of mine, Lane Kloa, CMU. He, he's legit. Uh, we were able we were able to put a few up on him this year. We, we did well against him this year, but – it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do. So uh, we'll probably see him the first game, and that's that's all we can look for right now. So follow up to that real quick. This is a guy you you've seen already. You said you've had some success against him, and you can look at this from the perspective of you being a pitcher too. Like, do you think that seeing a pitcher for the second time in a year gives him an advantage, or you as an offense an advantage? That's a good question. Um, I feel like as a hitter, you'll you've seen it again, but from from that first game and from knowing Lane from last year, I played with him in summer ball this year or last year. Uh, his stuff wasn't on, so I just know it's going to look completely different because I re- like the, my third at bat, I believe, second or third at bat against him. It, 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 he was starting to find it, and it was it was starting his sliders. His sliders gross. It was looking gross. So I know if he, if he comes out with that from the start of the game, it's, it's going to give it, it's going to give him the advantage. And I know he, he's going to want that game back that we had last year or earlier this year. So, I mean, we'll give him the advantage, but I just know we gotta, we gotta fight back against him. Are you, uh, I mean, being a, a sophomore, Brian, you got to fact check me. Usually I yep. tend to get the classes wrong, but I'm absolutely right on this. Sophomore's correct. Yes. With, with a ton of confidence, Luke. If you ever listen to the show, I'm uh, I'm hit or miss on knowing what people what class people are in. Now, if you look through the first season, I was really good at it, but I've fallen off. So anyway, being a sophomore, uh, I mean, you just mentioned all the things you do for the team. I mean, you pitch for the team, you're playing the middle infield, you're in the middle of the order. Uh, you sound, you know, I'm not fluffing you because you're on the show, but based on you know some of the language you've used, I would imagine you're pretty mature and beyond your years for your age. So I, mean, I would imagine you're a leader for this team. And as a sophomore, uh, what kind of, you know, because from my perspective, the team I coach, one of our leaders, he's also a sophomore. So just wondering on you know your perspective of being a younger guy in the room age-wise, but have to having to be a leader uh, mentally. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I would I would like to think of myself as a more humble guy and more mature guy, but on our team this year, it, you can't tell a difference from anybody leadership wise. We're all chipping in. It's not. I mean, there's sometimes you'll see an instance where it's one or two guys stepping up, taking charge. But if you go out there on any of our practice days, any of our game days, everyone's given the same same level of leadership. It's great. Uh, and as a younger guy. Uh, even last year, I was my first year in varsity. All the guys accepted me. They were great about it. Uh, they let me just do my thing, and they all, I mean, they're, I don't know how to say it. They almost followed. But, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's just, I don't know how to say it. I think you're saying um, it without saying it. Yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, it's, as I mean, younger guy, it's, Obviously, you'd think maybe there's a little bit of pressure, but the guys are really cool about it. And, uh, yeah, and everything's working out. Everyone's leading. Everyone's stepping up. I mean, it's great. Great group of guys this year. Let's uh, let's talk about recruiting a little bit. Um, you don't have to go into as many specifics or as few specifics as you want to about this. No pressure on that. But uh, I, you're a guy who is recruitable, period. Mm-hmm. We don't have to you know go into anything more than that. Is, is that something that prior to the new deadline you were experiencing? A little bit, I will say. Obviously, now it's harder for them to reach out. It's harder to stay in contact. But, uh, I mean, especially during the high school season, I try not. I mean, obviously, it's for my future. I do a little bit. But uh, I really try and stay away from it till summer ball. Uh, I have a great a great coach in Tony Leonard. He he uh, He's great about recruiting. And I, any, any questions I have, anything that comes up, he comes to me. So, obviously, I just wait till summer and hope and let – let my high school ball play out. So speaking of summer, obviously playing with the hit dogs again this year. Yep. All right. Sounds like we're going to get Luke and some perfect game stuff. 
<laughs> what I hear when, <laughs> when you say that. So that's good news for me. I'll watch I get to watch you play. But uh, anyways, I, moving on from that, I, Brandon, if, unless you have anything else, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah, no, I think, I think we covered it all. Um, yeah, it was great to uh, get your perspective, not only on the, uh, on the area of baseball, but just, you know, hearing from individuals within the state that have uh, the line of thinking that you have is I think encouraging. I think someone's going to listen to this and learn something. And that's ultimately our goal. I think with the interviews is not just to, you know, shine a light in the players and let them talk about how good they are necessarily. That's not what it's about. It's really just about giving you guys a platform to speak your mind. And I think uh, today it served that purpose. And I think somebody probably learned something today. So Luke, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Good luck to Bay city West and the rest of the way. We'll be rooting for you, obviously, from uh, the Cold Weather Bats studio, which is both of our living rooms. Um, but, yeah, man, great interview. Fantastic. You are uh, a rock star, man. We appreciate you coming on the show with us, and, and good luck to you and the boys the rest of the way. Thank you, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. John Hackett is a longtime assistant baseball coach at Gross Point South High School. But above all else, John Hackett is an amazing, genuine, caring human being. So it's no surprise that he leads the charge for Hackett Home Care, which delivers exceptional home care services to fit a wide range of needs. If you or a loved one is growing increasingly dependent on others with everyday activities, Hackett Home Care can help regain and restore your quality of life. Whether it's in your home, assisted living facility, or in the hospital, their caregivers will come to you to provide you with the most compassionate care possible. Specializing in things like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, and catastrophic injury care, Hackett Home Care's caregivers will give you medication reminders, meal preparation, light housekeeping, fall prevention, and the best part is they're around up to 24 hours a day. Guys, when I tell you that John Hackett will do the job, I mean that he cares. And you can give him a call and find out why I'm speaking the truth at 313-319-8050. Or you can shoot him an email at coachhack19 at yahoo.com. That's coachhack192 hs at yahoo.com. Or give him a call today at 313-319-8050. And we're back. Great interview with Luke. Uh, Obviously, like we said in the intro, uh, just a really well-spoken, humble, mature kid. I think it's important what he touched on as far as being a sophomore in a leadership position on a really good team. That doesn't always happen. Or being in a so- being a sophomore in a leadership position on any team that doesn't always happen. Uh, Brandon, you talked about it as well. Uh, one of your uh, Caleb Jones, the, the, your sophomore star at Grosseal, one of your leaders on your team, just a sophomore. Uh, it's important for guys that are 15, 16 years old that are that are talented, that are leaders, that are burgeoning leaders, anyways, um, to kind of understand what the, the way to go about that. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do it, but understanding and, and being able to shoulder that responsibility of being a leader on a, on a team where there are guys older than you, that's huge. And there's a lot of sophomores and freshmen even that have to do that year in and year out. So really like that we were able to touch on that with Luke. Um, obviously, we wish nothing but the best for him and Bay City Western moving forward. Uh, but Brandon, again, a little bit of a shortened episode this week just to just for the sake of time. Let's jump right into this week's Super 25. It's brand new. We had a lot of movement. Bunch of teams fell out. Bunch of teams moved in. Uh, the also considered section this week looks different than it did last week. Um, not a, I wouldn't say a whole lot of massive movement, but there was quite a bit of movement. Um, and with that being said, I wanted to, as we have been doing, talk a little bit about a couple teams that aren't ranked this week or aren't in the also considered this week, but uh, but teams we have an eye on who've been playing well, who are trending well. Um, Detroit Catholic Central is one of those teams. They've won a bunch of games recently, still double digits in the loss column. A lot of that has to do with their strength of schedule. Uh, Matawan coming on like gangbusters in, in the recent week or two. I believe they had a six or seven in a week recently. Gross Point North, um, they lost to Edison this past weekend, but that's in the midst of uh, quite a few wins that they've rattled off since they had that rough start. Cardinal Mooney down in D4. Uh, I think we we talked about them at the beginning of the season as our D4 state championship picks. I think there's been a couple other teams who have poked their heads up saying, wait now, wait now hold on, what about us? Uh, but Cardinal Mooney continues to play well. They'll have a chance at, a, at the Catholic League championship in their division. 
Uh, Monroe is another team that has strung some wins together recently after having that nightmare of a week, which dropped them from number 10 all the way out. Um, Goodrich, another team. Goodrich probably like number 31 this week, if we were doing that. This Goodrich is probably the the team that just was the one odd person out when it came to lining up 25 and then five also considered. So they're playing really, really well. And Lakeland, a team we haven't talked about uh, at all this year, weren't ranked coming into the season. Uh, they're playing pretty well. I believe they're like 19 and six, something like that. They have some quality wins. Um, you know, good club there in Lakeland. Excuse me. Good club there at Lakeland as it is every year. Uh, but anyways, let's jump right into the also considered. Um, Brandon, I'll take these, and then we'll uh, kick you off at number twenty-five. Uh, in the also considered, Novi again this week. They lost to Heartland and had four wins against just kind of decent opponents. So uh, had a chance at a big win over Heartland, couldn't get it done. Uh, they've had a really really tough stretch. They've had to play Northville. They've had to play Heartland. Uh, they're playing well, but they're kind of they're not really doing the thing where you you have a marquee win and that's what jumps you up. But they're eighteen and seven overall. Needed to keep them in the mix, uh, having a good season. Uh, here, University Liggett here in the also considered as well as the Liggett yo-yo of a season continues. Uh, they are fifteen and ten. They went two and five last week. I think we've we're kind of at the point where they are dangerous as hell. They can beat anybody once. Uh, but the depth is kind of showing that they're not a, a team that's going to win a bunch of games or anything like that. So, it, that, hey, all you need to do is win one at a time in the state tournament. So Liggett's definitely a state championship contender, but uh, we have them in the also considered this week because they had a two and five week. Uh, Brighton here in the also considered as well. They're down from number 22. They're 18 and seven. Still bullish on what Brighton is as a team. Still think they're pretty good, but split with Howell, split with South Lion. Um, 18 and seven overall new Boston Huron is here. First time they haven't been ranked all season. They went two and two last week with losses to airport and Allen park. Both teams ranked behind them. Hence why the drop they're 14 and five overall, but still dangerous in the Huron league as we know. And Flint powers Catholic here, uh, in the also considered as well. They're down from number 20 last week. They lost twice to Bay city Western. You heard about that in our interview with Luke LaCourse. And they lost to Fenton as well in what was actually a three-game losing streak for a second there. Having a good season, 19-6-1. They're playing close games in their losses, but still uh, a three-loss week loses you some spots in the Super 25. So they are down into the also-considered. And now we're going to jump right into the top 25. Brandon, please feel free. Hello. At number 25, we've got Hudsonville, not the ice cream, the baseball team. Uh, Hudsonville was 4-0 and won last week, 19-7-1 overall. And they won one and tied with Forest Hills Northern, who's obviously a respectable team who's uh, been populated in and out of the also considered. And I think they crept into the Super 25 at one point this year as well. Um, but if you're a listener of the show, you obviously understand that I have no idea how to separate Eastern and Northern still, and that probably won't change anytime soon. At 24, we've got Okemos. Uh that's a bottomer, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So one of the, if not the best, I would probably say the best player in the state uh, out there at Okemos. And uh, how did they do last week? 5-0. and So they're continuing to rock it up, going from also considered into number 24 here and getting hot at the right time at 18-4-1 and and overall. Uh, and they just continue to, to win baseball games. And that's a, a really tried and true method to getting ranked in the Super 25 is winning games without losing. At number 23, we've got Allen Park, the Jaguars. Shout out to the Down River League, Down River Forever, CWB Forever. Uh, the Jags enter the fold here in the Super 25, another 6-0 and week, another team. Uh, that just continues to win baseball games. They are 19 and three and one. They swept Woodhaven. Uh, they're just undeniable at this point. I don't think to this point they've lost in the DRL. I might be wrong on that, but I do not think they've lost in the DRL this year, um, which is pretty extraordinary considering that league tends to beat up on, on each other outside of uh, Woodhaven for the most part. But, uh, the Jacks taking over in the DRL this year. At number 22, we've got Mona Shores out on the west side. Uh, Mona Shores dropped a bit here from 13 to 22. 0-3 last week, so a real rough one. Got swept by Zealand East, who we will talk about soon, and continu- uh, continues to stake their claim as one of the better teams in the state. Uh, Coach Slochter was on the show last week, if you're a religious listener. And Mona Shores is 17-7 and overall. 
at number 21, we've got the Huron League. Shout out to the Huron League. I got to start taking more pride in the Huron League than I do the DRL. I'm learning. Don't worry. At number 21, Airport. And they are five and one overall from last week. Uh, split with Bedford, uh, not a league game or out of league series, but going five and one in one week is pretty, uh, pretty uh, undeniable. And they are 20 and four overall, playing a lot of games, playing them really well. We talked about them in a little bit of detail last week. And so I'll stop it there to hand off to Brian at number 20. And at number 20 this week is West Bloomfield. They are 21 and seven. They had a two and two weeks, so down a couple spots. Uh, they won two or three from Oxford, took that series, but did lose the first of the series to Lake Orion on Monday. And again, this is a, a good place to remind folks, these rankings are as of Tuesday afternoon. So Tuesday's action, not inclusive in this. Um, so Monday's games are obviously in and, and West Bloomfield losing to Lake Orion uh, had a had a piece of this, and at number nineteen is Lake Orion. How about that? Um, they're down yeah. a bunch of spots from number twelve. Uh, they lost two or three to Adams last week, who we will touch on. Adams is getting hot, uh, but anyways, uh, Lake Orion they lost to Cranbrook as well. Had a four loss week from what I was able to glean. They're seventeen and nine overall. Uh, they are at number nineteen, and number eighteen is Detroit Edison still having some difficulty with finding umpires to, to do their games, but they beat both of the directional gross point schools this past weekend. They continue to stack up wins when they do play a uh, really talented team and Detroit Edison at number 18, number 17, Sterling Heights Stevenson, a team that we took note of last week and they also considered, and then they responded by going five and one in their next, next six, including a firebombing of gross point South. Um, I believe that was 16 to two. Last week, whatever it was, uh, so Sterling Heights Stevenson up from the also considered all the way up to number seventeen. Number, excuse me, number sixteen is Birmingham Seahome, up from number twenty-three. They had a two and zero stretch in the the ranking stretch, or however you want to look at it. They're twenty and two overall. They're still winning. Um, just hey, anytime a D one team is twenty and two, you got to stand up and take notice of that. So so good for Seaholm. They're up to number sixteen, and I will hand it back to Brandon for fifteen through eleven. At number fifteen, we've got Heartland, who had a pretty monstrous win uh, today. Uh, as a, was it today Tuesday? Yes, they beat Orchard yeah. Lake St Mary's today. What was the final score of that one? Four to three. They knocked off St Mary's again. Important to note that it's not included in this, but we can still talk about it. Correct. Yes. Good dialogue applicable, not applicable to the rankings. But next at number week, 15, yes. next week we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> at number 15, we've got Heartland. They go from also considered all the way up to 15, biggest vault of the week. Why? They went 7 0. Huge week, beat Novi, 17 and 7 overall. <clears throat> Match their loss total in one week with wins, which is, you know, speaks for itself. So they are heating up at the right time. Same kind of thing happened last year um, where yep. they got hot right around this time and, and parlayed that into a pretty solid run into the playoffs until they ran into uh, St. Mary's and what I believe was the state quarterfinal because the MHSAA continues to insist on doing that weird thing where your know, regional final and state quarterfinal happen on the same day in the same location. But I digress. Conversation for another day. At number 14, we've got Jenison. Uh, Jenison is at uh, number 14, up seven spots from 21. Five and one last week, 17 and seven overall. Uh, beat Zeeland East. It was only the Chicks' second loss of the season, so that is a highly impactful uh, win, which is uh, causation for the huge leap from 21 to 14 for Jenison. At 13, we've got Rochester Adams. As Coach said earlier, they are red hot, and they're staying red hot, uh, getting hot at the right time like many other teams. They're 17-8 and eight overall. They went 5-1 and one last week. And at number 12, we've got Portage Northern. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving is Portage Northern Baseball. They go from 16 to 12 this week. They went 5-0 and last week. They're 21-6-1. and and No wins really stand out name-wise, but again, they're just continuing to win games without losing many, and usually that is a recipe for success in terms of the Super 25. At 11, we've got Rockford. They suffered a bit of a drop last week, but bounced back really well. I believe it was last week they suffered that drop, but uh, bounced back well, 4-1, and 20-5 and five overall, took two or three from the rival Granville, and that takes us into the top 10. 
And at number 10 this week, Forest Hills Eastern. They're down a couple spots from number eight. They had a three and two stretch. They are 20 and four overall. They won the series, taking two of three from Cedar Springs, uh, lost a game to Traverse City Central. Um, so they stay in the top 10, but did stumble a couple of spots. Number nine, Zealand East. Welcome the Chicks into the top 10 overall. First time they've been in the top 10 since we've been doing this after making their then highest ranking spot last week at number 11. So they're up a couple spots. Had a 4-1 and one week. Like we talked about, they lost uh, They lost a game to Jenison, but they swept Mona Shores, which is huge, uh, huge for their league, huge in the Super 25. That was a, a three-game series of number 11 versus number 13, and number 11 swept it. So that's notable. Zealand East up to number 9. Number 8 is Grand Rapids Christian. They had a 6-1 and one stretch. They are up one spot from number 9 last week. Uh, they're taking care of business. Uh, they lost a game the other day, but uh, 21 and overall continuing to play the way we expected them to play at number seven is Algonac at a five and zero stretch they're 23 and two they're rolling really not much more to say than that um just had no place to put them higher than this because everyone one through seven ranked last week pretty much just won every game they played there's like one loss total from any team in that stretch uh but anyways Algonac at number seven number six Bay City John Glenn Playing well, uh, took a couple games from Alma, uh, if I remember right. They are, from what I understand, 22-4 and overall. This is, again, one of the very, very few teams that doesn't use either Game Changer or update their record online. So who's to say, uh, really? But uh, best I can gather, John Glenn, something like 22-4 and overall and playing well. And that will bring us into the top five, which Brandon's going to handle, but a couple... A couple little tweaks to the top five this week, even though it is the same team, uh, same teams. Um, Brandon, take it away. At number five, we've got Battle Creek Lakeview. They moved from four to five despite going five and zero. We'll explain why in a moment. Uh, this is interchangeable. They are twenty-five and two. Um, because they're at five and they were at four last week does not mean we think any less of them as a team. Uh, it is just a very populated and very talented top five this week, as Brian just sort of alluded to. At number four, we've got Brother Rice. They swapped with Battle Creek Lakeview. They went five and zero, oh, uh, and they are twenty six and five. But why did they move up? Glad you asked. They swept Liggett, uh, and Liggett, of course, was the uh, Dragon Slayer about a week and a half ago or so, uh, beating St. Mary's after that 84-game uh, streak. And so, uh, obviously, there's some weight in sweeping a team of that caliber. At number three, we've got Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They hold steady. They went 7-0 last week, bounced back in a big way. They're 27-3 and overall. Uh, I don't think any team has played more games than them this year. I think they have the most games. Uh, and they have clinched their division in the Catholic League as well. At number two, we have Northville, who drops one spot from number one to number two because they lost to Grand Ledge. Shout out to Grand Ledge. They actually no hit Northville that day. Uh, Northville still 23-2, and two, very much so uh, as much of a contender as anybody to win uh, the Division One state championship. And at number one, hey, how are you? Bay City Western. We had a... Uh, Luke Lacrosse on the show for good reason. Felt it was fitting because Bay City Western, congratulations, it is their first time ever. Well, at this point in time, it's back-to-back weeks where there's a new team with the first time ever as number one, considering we've only had one team uh, with that spot up until this point besides last week. But Bay City Western takes over number one this week. Uh, they went 6-0, and and they swept Powers, who's a good team and a, and a, uh, a top 25 team for us Um in all weeks, but this week, I believe they're, they were also considered this week for the first time. Uh, but Bay City Western is 25-0. and 0. And when you're beating teams like Powers, it's convincing. When you're going 6-0, it's convincing. And it's as simple as that. Northville lost. Bay City Western still hasn't. Uh, and uh, can Bay City Western be Michigan's one sole undefeated regular season team this year? And if so, can they parlay that into a state championship? And if that happens, that would be back-to-back years where we have a undefeated state champion, which would be pretty extraordinary. We'll see. But um, if, if it's up to Luke lacrosse, he hopes they lose. And, uh, yeah, obviously important to – I mean, we talked – you touched on it. Uh, Brother Rice jumped Battle Creek Lakeview because Brother Rice played better teams. And the strength of schedule thing matters to us. So that's why Rice jumped them. And then 
like we said, that with Northville having taken that one loss, we didn't feel like dropping them too far, but it was important to give the undefeated team that nod. And Bay City Western is number one. So uh, shouts out to them. Shouts out to Luke LaCourse. Uh, such a uh, very, very strong baseball lineage there at Bay City Western dating back a long time. Um, you know, I obviously went to college at Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant is not all that far from the Bay City area. So uh, lots of recruiting done in that range. Um, lots of lots of players that came through CMU from the general Bay City area. A lot of them played for Bay City Western, et cetera, et cetera. So a, a really rich baseball uh, baseball place there uh, amongst the many in the state that we've talked about. Um, but yeah, that's the Super 25 this week. New number one, Bay City Western. Um, some some new names throughout throughout the uh, throughout the, the ranking from down to also considered to uh, to whatever, but uh, um, you know it just hey something that uh, we enjoy doing as far as you know finding the new ones. It's something we like. You know it's it's we like when there's movement in the Super Twenty Five because it's it's just fun. We we enjoy it. Um, but important to to touch on a couple of things here throughout the course of this. I mean, you know, there's some teams that that we have ranked a little bit lower that we think have every opportunity to win the state championship, just like teams that are ranked ahead of them. We talked about it with Liggett. Uh, you know, Liggett can beat anybody. They've proven that. However, Liggett can also lose to anybody, and they've proven that too. So a, a super, super dangerous team once, a super, super dangerous team twice. I don't know, you know, the, the record kind of tells us, hey, uh, it's a team that can beat anybody once, but uh, it's not going it, to. The depth is not great, and so I think that's what we're realizing. That's the way the the season has played out. But that doesn't mean the Liggett is not capable of of stacking up huge performances and going on a run. We've seen them do it before in recent history. So, um, giving credit to to Liggett where credit is due, even if we don't have them ranked this week, and explaining that a little bit. Um, Heartland would have been higher had we included today's. Uh, stuff obviously with, with having them taken down St. Mary's this evening. Gannon Grundman, who was my preseason pick for uh, uh, D1 State Pitcher of the Year, if you'll recall, way back in the day, uh, way back in the beginning of the season, Gannon Grundman got the win today against St. Mary's, pitched well, um, pitched about as well as you can against a lineup like that. Um, so, so shouts out to Heartland, and you know we're keeping our eye on Seaholm for sure. They just continue to stack up wins. We're keeping an eye on teams that are hot right now. Adams is included in that. Sterling Heights Stevenson is included in that. Allen Park is included in that. Um, obviously, the Jaguars have been letting us hear about it for quite a few weeks about needing to be in the Super Twenty Five, and they have earned it. So there they are, number twenty three. So, but yeah, uh, you know just. We're just going to kind of continue on, um, and we're going to jump into the, uh, the goose poop stuff here in just a second. All right, on to goose poops rankings, everyone's favorite segment of the week if you're a nerd like me. Uh, all right. Well, first, let's talk a little bit about the accuracy of Goose Poop's rankings because he's been keeping track of that and has some positive uh, results. The computer model has predicted 80% of the winners in every game in Michigan baseball since April 23rd. And in games where a favorite is projected to win by less than one run, a favorite wins 52% of the time, meaning that it is in fact a toss up. So pretty interesting stuff there. Um, let's see here, like projected run spreads uh, have been really accurate and um, it's been Quite the uh, we'll have a full recap of this, I think, end of the season. Yeah, um, but it's, it's really been successful. We're gonna have them on if we can, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So, anywho, uh, let's get to number one, division one here. Uh, Northville is sitting at number one in these rankings, Bay City Western is number two, Brother Rice is number three, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is number four. And Jenison is number five. So, uh, first things first, the one through four teams, very similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the difference is interesting, though. So, uh, according to the rankings, Northville is a full run point two better than Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which means they would probably win that game if I had to guess this correctly. If it's over one run, 56-ish percent of the time, I think, mm-hmm. would be with the – 
the uh, the edge there. Uh, Bay City Western at 16.7 is 1.7 runs better than Jenison. Um, so they would uh, allegedly, according to the computers, win that game quite a bit. Um, but looking even further here, uh, the difference between Northville and the second best team, Northville's 0.9 runs, so nearly a whole run better than any team in the state. They're 0.9 runs better than Bay City Western, according to the rankings. Uh, and they are 1.4 or 1.2 runs better than St. Mary's, according to the computer rankings. So pretty interesting stuff there. Looking uh, deeper into the rankings here and kind of getting getting ice ratings would be the better way to say it. Uh, getting deeper into some other teams on there. Um, like, let's take a look at who's been hot lately here in the middle. Uh, like Liggett falls at number 13 here. Or I'm sorry, they fall at number 11 here. And they're at 14 runs. So Northville is 3.6 runs better than Liggett, uh, which is interesting. Um, so the average win law, the average uh, differential for Northville is a, they, they on average win 8-2. to two. Um, Bay City Western on average wins 8-1. to one. Uh, Brother Rice on average went seven to three, and St. Mary's on average went six to around around seven to around three. Um, but that is kind of a, a bit of the deep dive into the data. Now we'll look at the actual ratings themselves. You've heard the top five. Uh, after Jenison, it goes Adams at six, Rockford at seven, Heartland at eight, Davison, who continues to pop up in these rankings at nine, uh, Lake Orion at 10, uh, Liggett at 11, Lakeview, Battle Creek Lakeview, that is, at 12. Fenton at 13, West Bloomfield at 14, Catholic Central at 15, Stevensville Lakeshore at 16, uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson at 17, Brighton at 18, Grand Rapids Christian at 19, Detroit Edison at 20, Forest Hills Eastern at 21, Powers, Flint Powers Catholic, that is, at 22, Flushing at 23, Hudsonville at 24, and Birmingham Seaholm at 25, and the "Quote unquote," also considered section would have would be Central at twenty six, Clark uh, Porter Central at twenty six, Clarkston at twenty seven, Macomb Dakota at twenty eight, Celine at twenty nine, and Lakeland at thirty. Oddly enough, Allen Park all the way down to thirty four. And folks, I hate to say it, but what that kind of shows you is if Allen Park has is nineteen and four and they're winning games on average seven to two, it's because their relative record is not. Yeah. impressive in comparison, which means the Downriver League is having what some would say a bit of a of a down year relative to their past, which is to be expected. Everything is cyclical in the Downriver League's kind of had its golden years, I would say. I think everybody would agree on that who's participated in it uh, between the, the Woodhaven uh, years that were, were so dominant. Uh, Trenton had a lot of great teams with Mike Ott and Brighton Company. Uh, Allen Park continues to be great every year. Wood, uh, Wyandotte had, you know, Canterbury. Uh, even Thorrington was really early on in that uh, down River league uh, sort of, I would say, ascension over the last uh, decade. So, um, but a bit of a down year for the league this year, which is why their best team, Allen Park, is all the way down here at uh, at 32. Um, in order to find a, here's where I get inter- where I'm interested in is uh, where's the Huron League teams? I feel like good we have question. a good league. Yeah. Airports at 48. And Huron is at 59. So the ratings are not fans of the Huron League. Um, We don't score a lot of runs in our league because there's a lot of good pitchers in our league. Uh, Airport, on average, wins 10 to 3, which I feel like you're scoring 10 runs a game. That's pretty good. Uh, Huron is on average winning 7 to 5. So, well, there's your answer on Huron. Or no, I'm sorry. Huron on average is winning five to two, five to two, and that two is more so. It's above five, so really, it's they're on average winning almost five to three, and that's believable because they have played a lot of close games. But Huron, obviously, their strength is pitching. So, a little bit of a deep dive into the goose poop ratings, uh, Brian. Not sure if you have it in front of you, but if you have any thoughts to offer uh, on uh, on the goose poop ratings, I mean, I can tell you the number one team in D three right now, according to the ratings, is uh, Edison. Number two behind that would be Clinton. And then if you're getting to D4, uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it's Mooney. And it is. Cardinal Mooney is uh, right there at Division 4. And in order to find the second best team in Division 4, you'd have to go all the way down to Plymouth Christian, which is at 125, and Mooney's at 93. And Mooney is, let's see, 
9.09 run rating. They are, you know, it's pretty even. They're 0.9 better than Plymouth Christian. So D4 will be interesting. But that's everything on Goose Poop and, and, the, and the data dive. It wasn't organized, but it was informational at the very least. I guess we need to do a deeper dive on Davison and Flush, or not Flushing, Fenton. Davison and Fenton. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, those are two obvious standouts that were in the top 20 that we don't have ranked. And as D1 schools, you know, that's notable. So we should do a, a deeper dive on that. Um, I'm surprised by Algonac not being in the top two of D3. Which is something um, we saw last week too, right? Or we, uh-huh. we've just kind of noticed that. Yeah, you can only down, play I mean, who's they're in front 72nd. of you, right? They're 72nd. Like that's... You, you can only play who's in front of you, right? So, right. Yeah, I mean, you know. they're, they're winning 7-1. to one. That's their average. <laughs> Taking care of business. So obviously we're very high in Algonac. Um, I think before the season we had them in Edison as our as our potential D three state championship picks. So uh, you know, looks like we're doing okay there. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, this is always interesting. I love that we've added this to the show. And shouts out to Goose Poop for for the work that he does. But um, adding this component, you know, it just gives us a different thing to talk about in the way that we like to talk about things. That you know, our own rankings and talking about teams and talking about players. And, and then we get a little bit of a different perspective via computer model. And that can add a whole different color to the argument. And it's just, I've just enjoyed it quite a bit. I hope our, uh, our listeners have too. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I love it. I mean, this is something we always talked about wishing we had. So I'm glad it came and it sprouted up and shout out to goose poop. It's been great. So, and I think with that, that's, I think that might conclude the show this week. I think, think that might be it for the boys this week. That's it. A little bit of a shorter show. Uh, just uh, had some time constraints with recording due to stuff in our personal lives. No big deal. But uh, anyways, thank you for tuning in. This has been Cold Weather Bats. Good luck to all our players and teams this week. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>